This is Pastor D-R-E on the M-I-C, and this is Ready, Set, Release. What's going on, people? Glad to be back with you on this weekend. Man, I tell you, you had to take a hiatus for a minute. I hope you enjoyed your fourth. I hope you've been just enjoying your life. Let, let me let me let me just start off by saying this. One thing that I have recognized in my life is that whenever you're heading in the right direction, you will get turbulence. Come on, somebody. Whenever you're heading in the right direction, you will always get turbulence. The enemy will always come against you, no matter whether he comes against you with people you know or people you don't know. It can be family. It can be friends. It can be things that come against you. Whenever you are going the right direction or you make a decision to do better, you will always face turbulence. You will always face opposition. And so I have been facing a lot of turbulence, but to God be the glory, it is just a signal to me that I'm heading in the right direction. I want to ask you on today, are you heading in the right direction? Do you have a made up mind that it will be just as God said it's going to be? Hallelujah. But you know how we do. You know how we start. We always start by giving God some praise. So come on, help me give God some praise. Come on, Pastor Mike is going to be big. How many know that? How many believe that? I want to ask you, do you have the faith to believe that? Do you have the audacity to decree that thing that is going to be big? God is going to blow my mind. I'm telling you, God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could even ask or think. So just think about it. All the plans, all the dreams that you had in your mind, he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that. Every, every, every plan that you have jotted down, he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that, that you can even think. So if, if it's entered your mind, God said he's going to do greater. He's going to make it bigger. That's what I'm talking about. Pastor Mike Jones. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor Mike Jr. Excuse me, Pastor Mike Jr. Okay. But listen, let's get into this word. I want to I want to give you a message on today. And I hope that you hear this message and I hope that it sticks with you, that it ministers to you. Because although God has a lot of things uh, in store for us, although God wants to do so much for us, many of us are struggling or wrestling with this thing I called release. Yes, many of us are, are, are struggling with releasing, releasing those things that have hurt us, that have hurt us, releasing those things from our past, releasing past hurts, uh, just, just releasing the things that hinder us. We have to release those things. We have to learn how to let things go. You know, God has so much in store for you. Why would you sit there and be in bondage about something that happened 30 years ago or 20 years ago? Why would you let that thing keep you bound up? Why would you let your past 
uh, uh, mess up your present and destroy your future. Why would you let that happen? You got to learn how to let things go. Many people are still in jail. They're in uh, uh, invisible walls. There's no natural wall in front of them or there's no natural jail that they're in but because of their past they're allowing their past to put them in jail to put them in bondage because they haven't let it go you have to learn how to release it's a lot of times things from our childhood you know things that happened a while ago you know we 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 we've been hurt by things that happened in our childhood and so we say to ourselves if if i didn't have that traumatic experience in my childhood i would be better some of us we have the 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 uh, story that we might have been taken advantage of when we were young you know we might have been raped or molested and so now because we experience that trauma we are now people who are promiscuous and we are now people who are going through identity crisis we don't know who we are anymore because somebody put their hands on us somebody took advantage of us and we're trapped in that space some of us didn't have a good father growing up and because we didn't have a good father growing up we don't know how to be good fathers i'm just talking about some of the things that affect your past if you would have just had somebody tell you that they love you in your past and uh when you were a child maybe you wouldn't be filled with so much hatred can i take it another direction if somebody would have told you that they love you maybe just maybe you're you you wouldn't be looking for love in all the wrong places it is amazing how sons and daughters are looking for love in all the wrong places are looking for validation in all the wrong places because as a child they never got the love that they needed it is the childhood it is the it is the 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 memory of their past it is not good memories i know some people have good memories of their past and it's good when you have good memories of your past that you can hold on to that you can gravitate to that you can pull from you know when uh, you know there are some some uh um things in my past from my mother and my father and i saw how successful they were and so i can pull from that thing i can gather strength from that thing i can say if he did it for them certainly god will do it for me if they can be successful i can be successful if they can be a good mother and father i can be a good father you you know i can pull from those things but there are some deep dark secrets that that you know try to hinder me that try to hinder everyone and if you allow that thing to stay in your psyche if you allow that thing to linger it will hold you down you have to learn how to release those things that do you no good if it's not of good report you know the bible says in philippians i believe it's philippians uh I, don't quote me but it's in philippians chapter 4 i believe but it says think on these things the, it, it specifies think on these things whatever is of good report i'm i'm paraphrasing now but whatever is of good report whatever is happy think on these things don't allow a traumatic experience to hold you down because when you allow traumatic experiences to hold you down there's no room for god to promote you there's no room for god to bring to bring you up you gotta let those things go 
You got to let those things go. There are many people right now who are under the sound of my voice or who will listen to this later. You are gifted with so many gifts. You have so many talents. You are anointed. You are appointed, but you'll never see it. You, you got everything going for you. Everybody's looking at you and saying, you are the chosen one. You're, you're the golden one. You're going to be successful. You're the most likely to succeed, but because they don't see your past and your past is holding you down, all you have in your life inside you is potential because what's inside you never gets to really come out. And so here you are with potential. You're just there with potential. And what is potential really? Yes, it looks good on paper. Yes, it looks good when, when you say it or it sounds good when you say it. But what is potential really? Potential is dreams or destiny unrealized. Oh, let me say that one more time. Potential is dreams or destiny unrealized. In other, way, in other words, it's there, but you're not there yet. It's over there, but you haven't, you haven't made it there yet. And so it's good to have potential, but it's better when it is realized, when it is manifested. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Let me say that one more time because I want to say something about this. Verse 6 of chapter 5 of 1 Peter says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. See, one of the things that many people struggle with is pride. We struggle with pride. Because pride won't let us us uh, show our our vulnerable side. We must show that we are, we are strong at all times. We must show that we got it together at all times. We're so full of pride. We figure that if I can't do it, if we can't do it, then it can't be done. We don't leave any room for God to change our lives. We don't leave any room for God to send people, to send laborers to us who will help us change us and help us get to the place where he's trying to take us. He says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Have you humbled yourself? Have you gotten to the point where you say, Lord, I cannot do this thing? Oh God, one of the hardest things for some of us to do is to admit that we're not strong enough. But that's where God is. That's 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 why we serve the, the, the God that we serve. Because the Bible says when when we are weak, therefore are we strong through Christ. That's why he's here. Why would you want to serve a God you can't go to? Why would you want to serve a God that can't help you? But yet we serve God and, and we, we try to do things on our own. We try to do it by ourselves. 
we recognize that God is good. We recognize that God is powerful. We recognize that God is alive. But because we will not humble ourselves, because we will not humble ourselves and just give all of our cares to God. See, before you can give your cares to God, you must humble yourself. You have to. Have you gotten to the point where you will humble yourself? Proverbs 16 and 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. The reason why many people are destroyed or they fall, even though they serve a mighty God, is because they won't give their cares to God. What are you doing today? Have you given your cares to God? Have you, have you, have you given it to him and then walked away? Because sometimes we'll give it to him on Sunday morning. Hello, somebody. We'll give it to him on Sunday morning. We'll go to the altar and give it to God. But then we, when we leave the altar, we take our cares with us. He said, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. I want you to know that God loves you. God cares for you. God wants the best for you. He wants more for you than you want for you. Because he considers you a friend. He considers you not only a friend, but he considers you his child. He, he, you know, no father wants to see their child uh, messed up. No father or, or parent, period, wants to see their child struggling, hurting. They want to be able to take that burden off of them. And the God we serve can take that burden from us. Will we give it to him? Will we humble ourselves and give it to God? Do you think too highly of yourself? You know, some of us need to just stand in the mirror and say, I ain't all that. That's that's not that's not talking down to yourself when it's compared to God. Sometimes I got to tell myself, now wait a minute now. Now I'm okay, but I serve a good God. I serve a powerful God. I serve somebody who's greater than me. See, I can't I can't look at myself to be so strong. You know, I, I serve a God who's greater than me, who's who's better than me, who's bigger than me, who's more powerful than me. So when I look in the mirror, I say, you know what? I ain't all that. And I ain't got to be all that. As long as my father's all that, I'm good. Oh, God, know that as long as your father, as long as God is all that, you're good. You're his child. You're good. Listen, one of the other things that, you know, we, we, we were talking about pride, but let me, let me, let me, let me tap into this as well. One of the things that also hinder us sometimes when we talk about casting all our cares upon him, one of the things that hinder us sometimes from releasing is this shame. Now, I know we don't use that word often. Or we don't hear that word often. But many of us, many of us struggle with it. The shame. 
more that than will admit it struggle with shame and what is shame exactly shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior so says the dictionary a painful feeling of humiliation we could stop right there or distress caused by consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior in other words we 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 never thought that we would do some of the things that we've done some of us feel like we have stooped so low that we could never be accepted any anymore some of us have been down for so long or done some some of the craziest things things that we wouldn't we we wouldn't want to tell anybody some of us have been down so long for a long period of time that we feel like we cannot get up again and i understand why because when you look at society society will make you say you can't get up again I understand why, because because when you try to get up again in society, society will go back 10 years from 10 years ago, 20 years ago and say, that's what you did. And I'm going to judge you now based on what you did 20 years ago. That's what society does. And so if we are if we fall prey to to thinking of ourselves as society thinks about us, we will never get up. Not only society, but family. A lot of times family won't let us forget where we came from. A lot of times family won't for, won't let us move on from where we came from. And can I be honest in here? A lot of times family is more poisonous than society. Sometimes family is more murderous. And when I say murderous, they kill your self-esteem. They kill your momentum. They kill your dream because they will not let you get past what you did in your past. And although they're family, although they're blood, they treat you like a stranger. And they remind you constantly of what you did. That's why sometimes you got to cut family members off. I'm sorry. I, I, I know people say blood is thicker than water, but I'm sorry. If you're going to stop me from being what I've been called to be, what God is trying to take me to be, for what uh, uh, if you're going to stop me from reaching my goal, I'm sorry, cousin. I'm sorry, mama. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, whoever. I got to cut you off because I refuse to let you put me in this box and I stay there. I refuse. But thank God, God is not like that. He doesn't consult my past to determine my future. He doesn't hold me prisoner to my past of what I did 10 years ago or 20 years ago. He doesn't hold me to my past of what I did 10 months ago or, or, or five months ago or uh, a, a week ago or two days ago he says as long as you're willing to get up i will help you get up as long as you want to forget about it as long as you repent and 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 and, 
and mean it from your heart, I'll move on just as well. Thank God, God is not like man. Oh, goodness. You can make it. You can get up. Romans 10 and 11 says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Psalms 34 and 4, uh, 34 and 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Though who, those who look to him are radiant, their faces are never covered with shame. He's saying, I'm never going to allow you to be in shame. I'm never going to allow shame to be your stigma. I will always allow you to get up if you want to get up. If you will allow me, watch this, if you will allow me to help you up, you will be better. He will never let anybody humiliate you. And he won't, he won't make you stay in shame or stay in the muck and the merit, as they would say, you know, uh, 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 he won't make you do that, but it's up to you to cast your cares to him. It's up to you to allow him to lead. Does pride have you? Is that why you haven't given your cares to God? Is that why you haven't let things go because of pride? You, you still trying to handle it yourself? Are you filled with shame? You know, you've done some things that you don't want anybody to know about that you did in the middle of the night that you you pray no one sees the skeletons in your closet. And because you've done that thing and you said, I would never do that. You, you said to yourself before you did it, I would never do that. And you did it. Are, are you allowing that thing to hold you bound? And you won't give it to God. Do you not know some people punish themselves like that? Because they no longer feel worthy of God's help? Who told you that God wouldn't help you? Who told you that what you did was so bad that God wouldn't hear your prayer anymore? Who told you that what you did uh, what you did was so bad that God wouldn't save you, that God wouldn't deliver you, that God wouldn't hear you, that God wouldn't answer your prayer? God is waiting for your permission to step right into your situation and deliver. He's waiting on you. Hebrews 12 and 1, Hebrews 12 and 1 through 3. I'm just going to read this and I'm and then I'm, I'm out because I feel something in here. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of god consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose 
heart. Oh, God, there's so much in that I almost want to dance up in here. But listen, let me take you back to verse one. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, who are these witnesses? These are the people who have had struggles just like you and God delivered them. The, the, it, these are people who 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 have struggles, who who have problems, and God delivered them their testimony when they before they left this earth. And, and while they're sitting in heaven, is that God is good. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can even ask or think. When I thought I could not make it, God did it for me. Hallelujah. And some of y'all don't need to go to the Bible. Yes, we can look at David. Yes, we can look at Moses. Yes, we can look at Jesus. Yes, we can look at Joseph. We can look at a lot of the saints in the Bible. But somebody under the sound of my under the sound of my voice knows somebody who has been through a storm and God brought him out. Hallelujah. He brought you out. Hallelujah. When others was dying, when others were sinking, you came out. Your family came out. Your mama came out. Your grandmama came out. Somebody got the testimony in your life. You can look at somebody and say, God did it for them. They are a testimony for you. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders. Watch this. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders and sin, the sin that so easily entangles us. So what I want you to see from this is throwing off everything that hinders doesn't just mean sin. It can be that thing, like I said before, it can be those past memories that are just holding you bound. The, the past decisions that you made that are just holding you bound. It, it doesn't mean that you're sinning. Everybody's not sinning, but somebody who's not sinning got to wait. They got a weight that's around their neck. They got a weight that is uh, holding them bound. They got a weight that won't let them move on and proceed and prosper in life. He says, throw off that weight. Throw it off. And then he says, and the sin that so easily entangles us. In other words, that thing that seems to have a... a uh, can, can I say it like this? That thing that seems to be like a thorn in your flesh, that thing that seems that you seem to fall prey to uh, easier than anything else in your life. Can I take a side journey for a minute? We got to stop judging people for 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 uh, them not being able to get free of some things that we don't struggle with. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of us, we judge, we, I, I'll give you an example. Some of us, we judge people who are smoking and we say, why don't they just quit? But the, the thing is, we've never smoked. So we don't know what it is to have that addiction. But some of our addictions is TV. Some of our addiction is pornography. Some of our addictions are other things. Some, some of our addictions are, are women fornicating adultery. And what is your addiction? Somebody got an addiction that may not be called an addiction, but it is something that has held you bound. He says, get rid of the sin that so easily entangles you. Do you know what it means means to be entangled? Have you ever been tangled up in just a in just a spider web and it just seems to be everywhere and you just can't get loose? 
He says, get rid of the sin that so easily entangles you. And we are to look to Jesus as our example. Praise God. I'm so glad we got a good example. We are to look to Jesus as our example because he, he persevered, scorning the shame. Isn't that what the Bible says? It says he persevered. He persevered, uh, scorning the shame. He didn't let it stop him. He didn't let it stop him. Oh, because for the joy that was set before him. So we have to, we have to persevere. We have to persevere. Are you persevering? Do you know what it means to persevere? Persevere is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. In other words, you, you're going to have to push through the pain sometimes. You're going to have to push through the, the, the cravings sometimes. I'm talking about people. Somebody know what I'm talking about when I talk about addictions. No matter whether it be whether it be a cigarette or a woman, you know sometimes you got to persevere through the through the, the pain, through through the craving. I, I, I got to I got to go through that to, to get to my destination. I got to go through that to, to, to achieve my goal. I, I got to push through that. I got to push past that. Some of us, we have been addicted to so uh, to pornography and we got to push past that if we're going to have a prosperous and successful marriage. Do you understand what I'm saying? I got to persevere even though it hurts. It, it may not feel good all the time, but, but for the joy that's set before me, because I want my goal. I want to be successful more than I want this thing that is causing that, that I have an addiction to. I persevere. Hallelujah. People of God, whatever you're going through, Whatever has caused you pain, whatever past events or past memories have hindered you, let it not hinder you anymore. Let it go. God has so much for you. Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. I just want to thank you for tuning in on today. And uh, I, I just want to leave this with you. Y'all excuse me if I've been, you know, trying to cough a little bit or not trying to cough, but coughing a little bit today. I've been having some little throat ailment, but we made it through. The devil didn't get any victory here. But listen, I, I want to leave this thought with you. And uh, I think I'm a, I'm a, use an old saying and it reigns true and that is don't judge a book by its cover alright don't judge a book by its cover and what I mean by that I'm going to twist it a little bit is that there are many people 
that put on big smiles. But behind that cover they have, they're really hurting. Um, I got a picture from this artist and I, I, I keep it in my room, but it showed, <coughs> y'all excuse me, it showed a man who had on a smiley face as a mask, but as he went to remove the mask, tears were falling down his face. And when I got that picture originally, that's exactly how I felt. People saw me smiling, but they didn't see the pain. People heard me laughing, but they didn't hear me crying. You know, so be careful not to judge a book by its cover. And so now that I'm in a different place in life, I feel that it is my my duty and it is also my honor to help those who may be hurting because I was one of them. So I'm never one to just judge a book by its cover or, you know, just say, well, because that person is this way, you know, then then, you know, that's you know that's what they deserve or or you know they're that way because they just want to be that way never judge a book by its cover there are many people that are hurting and guess what for those who are in the body of Christ who have the strength to help others who have the ability to help others I want you to remember the times when you were broken and someone helped you the times when you were hurting and somebody took the time to talk to you, to minister to you, to check on you, just to listen to you. Sometimes people find healing by just someone listening to them. I I, I will never, talking about me personally, I will never, I hope, well, I'm not even going to say hope. I will never get so busy that I will ignore a cry for help because I've been there. I've been there. I got a story a mile long and I'm sure other people do too. So we have to make sure that we look out for our brothers and our sisters. You know, there are many, many people are hurting that just need someone to take time with them that will just be there with them. And guess what? And this is what I, I, I tell a lot of people, a lot of men in particular who are who have wives that are acting out or even wives who have husbands that are acting out. You know, just because they say there's nothing wrong, it doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong. You know, sometimes you have to go beyond what they're showing you and really get to the, the root of the problem. You know, they may lash out at you because, you know, all they know is the hurt and and they're so used to people, you know, uh, lashing out on them that you may have to take them coming at you crazy for a minute just so you can let them know, listen, I'm really here to help you. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to hear your problems so I can talk about you. I'm here to help you. You know, sometimes you have to do that. Will you be that person that someone can call when they're hurting? Will you do what God has commanded all of us to do? And that is to love 
your neighbor as you love yourself, to love one another. Will, will you do like Christ did with you? Love you past your, your, your hangups and your hiccups. That doesn't mean I ignore everything you do, but I don't allow just because you seem on the outside, you seem like a bad person. I don't that I don't allow that to stop me from checking on you and ministering to you. And at least giving it a shot. You know. So never judge a book by its cover. Never judge a book by a book by its cover. You might be saving somebody's life. The fact that you took time out with that person. You might stop them from making a very bad decision in their life. Won't you be the vessel that Christ used to save a life on today? I'm going to end it like I'm going to start ending it every weekend. And that is with my confession. Y'all ready? I believe that God's word is true. It is the final authority in my life. Therefore, everything that God has said concerning me shall come to pass. If you said that, just say amen. All right, this is Pastor D.R.E. on the MIC. Thank you for joining us on today. I will see you next week. Be blessed.